श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय श्री नित्यानंद त्रयोदशी महामोत्सवती की जाय को भक्तवृंद की जाय को प्रेम आनंदे बोलो so gathered on the occasion of the nityananda trayodasi the 13th day of the waxing moon in the month of magh celebrating the appearance of shri nitai chand hmm? and i want to speak a little bit about the significance of nityananda prabhu and in the context of the discussion we're going to give initiation to one of our students and we're going to give the saffron dress to one of our students as well so i'll talk a little bit about the significance of, of these things and in the context of some mahima some glorification of nitananda prabhu shinitai chandaki jai So we learn from Chidibu Goswami in his Sarvasambhadini. Sarvasambhadini is a, a short commentary that Chidibu Goswami wrote that accompanies his own book or illuminates the significance greater significance of his own work the satsandarbha there in the beginning of sarvasambhadini offering his respects to chaitanya mahaprabhu he describes that chaitanya mahaprabhu is the founder of his own sampradaya he says actually millions of sampradayas means millions of lineages streaming from the fountain of chaitanya mahaprabhu hmm? and his uh, principal associates that make this current of uh, krishna prem braj bhakti gor prem available in the world at the same time we are accustomed to thinking of nitinanda prabhu as the kind of the foundation of Gaudiya Vaishnava in the Akanda Guru Tattva, he's described, like the, the reservoir of uh, Guru Tattva. And so we might question, what is his position then if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the founder of the Sampradaya? Of course, the answer is that his position is the same because the two are one and the same. They are, Nityananda Prabhu is the other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is the other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in a sense that everything that he wanted to do in the world hmm, he accomplished but uh, a large part of that through the medium of nitinanda prabhu given the nature of his own device that um, by which he thought he could greater serve and uh, facilitate the distribution of his his message that device was his acceptance of sannyas which um, brought with it some etiquette that um, if he didn't follow would uh, cause people not to take him seriously hmm? so he followed very strictly indeed the sannyas of chaitanya mahaprabhu was so strict the measure to which he adhered to it that 
he was only a young boy uh, uh, of 25 years old. We have some of them here, um, there perhaps too. It's pretty young. I've been there, um, and uh, sure wish I had all the wisdom that I had now when I was was that age, but it doesn't work like that. So um, at any rate, he had some wisdom people, deep people, Keshava Bharati, Parmananda Puri, Brahmananda Bharati, Keshava Puri, and so forth. There were nine of them, nine sannyasis, which formed the root of the figurative tree of love of God that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was. He was the tree, the, and the branches were his various, uh, the various lineages that stem from him, and the fruits, of course, are love of God. Well, the roots were these nine sannyasis, so it means to say that the the beautiful uh, tree of love of God is rooted with regard to this world. It has its roots uh, in the form of renunciation. In other words, it, it's arising. Um, there's a renunciation. There's a detachment that arises in the context of bhakti. Vasudevi Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita Janayati Ashu Vairagyam Gyanam Chayadahoitukam that renunciation, of course, takes the form of foregoing things that are not favorable for bhakti, that won't be pleasing to the object of our bhakti, to Krishna and so forth. It's not a renunciation for its own sake. Um, so I don't want to say that renunciation is a limb of bhakti. It's not, or that bhakti is arises out of renunciation. You can become very renounced and never have any bhakti. But nonetheless... The bhakti that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is distributing, the fruits of love of God, with regard to this world, the tree of that is rooted in renunciation. In the words, it's otherworldly, is the idea. Uh, and so these stalwarts, these uh, elderly sannyasis, they are the figurative roots of the tree of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, um, uh, garden of love of God. And they were intimidated by the measure of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sannyas, the, the degree to which he strictly adhered to principles and so forth, so that uh, people would uh, take him seriously. He had it, it was difficult because they were, he needed them to take him seriously, so he became a sannyasi, but nonetheless his practice was singing and dancing in the streets, which was not typical uh, of a sannyasi. It looked like some type of emotionalism rather than the sober objective thinking that arises, that gives rise to detachment, that leads us to understand, that enables us to understand that uh, pursuit of enduring happiness in relation to things that don't endure is, is a folly and so forth. But um, anyway, he combined these two. It's a very nice uh, teaching. You know, he was a perfect householder and he became the perfect sannyasi. And um, he accepted that sannyas and that extreme uh, renunciation that it uh, often called for to help us understand this this point that the, the lila of Krishna is has is, is otherworldly. It may look similar to things of this world, to things that are not uh, in our interest, for that matter, spiritually speaking. But it is of another nature altogether. Uh, so, while that was his device, if you will, um, 
because sannyasis would be listened to and respected and given some regard and so forth. Um, so he distinguished himself from the common person by way of a, a draft, adopting the, 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 the standards and the dress of a sannyasi. That put him very much in the limelight, in the front, wherever he went. And um, at the same time, it inhibited him from going to places that were most, uh, in one sense, in need, that were most downtrodden, fallen, the places where people would go to pursue those types of activities that were diametrically opposed even to religious life, what to speak of spiritual life. Hmm? Um, so, if he was the idea is if he was seen there at the bar with a you know a, a working lady leaning on his shoulder, people would not take him his seriously his message. So it was through the medium, through the vehicle of Nityananda Prabhu, his other self, if you will, that he extended himself to such places, <clears throat> and he therefore Nitai was particularly known as the deliverer of the fallen. He wanted to see that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would be known as Patit Pavan, friend of the fallen, but he did it by way of showing himself to be the friend of the fallen in no uh, uncertain terms. So he is, the point I'm making here, the other self, really, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He lives for nothing other than uh, the service of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and so he became the suitable vehicle by which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could extend himself in such a measure that all his spaces, so to speak, would be would be covered in terms of unleashing the tide uh, of, of of love of God in the world, and we see, of course, this um, principle of Nityananda Prabhu's role, if you will, to, to play in the dissemination of Gaur Prem. Hmm? Radha Krishna Prem, same. He started it. We say that, uh, citing Jiva Goswami, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was his sampradaya, but, but, but I've said before that actually Nityananda Prabhu started it. So that's not a contradiction, I'm saying. He is the other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he did start it. Nityananda Prabhu started the Chaitanya Sampradaya, the Gaudiya Sampradaya, with his conviction of apparent that involved apparently disobeying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. How could Nityananda Prabhu disobey Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? There are a couple of instances in which he appears to, but only out of extreme wisdom and extreme affection. And uh, if, when examined closely, we see actually he was disobeying the external order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but with a view to and, and successfully addressing his heart's necessity. Hmm? In this instance, I'm uh, alluding to principally first is the instance in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught Nityananda Prabhu to Bhaja Krishna, Kaha Krishna, hmm? uh, Lai Krishna Nam. Hmm? Krishna, uh, worship Krishna, uh, you know, chant the name of Krishna, uh, give the teachings of Krishna, and so forth. This is Krishna Varnam. Hmm? From his mouth, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus mouth, the syllables Varnam, Krishna, were always emanating. Krishna Varnam. So, teach about Krishna, speak about Krishna, uh, 
Krishna Prananan, uh, Krishna is your life and soul, Krishna Mutta, Krishna Pita, Krishna Anapranas, Bhaja Krishna, Kaha Krishna, Law Krishna Nam, hmm? Krishna Shiksha, and so forth. So this he told Nityananda Prabhu, and Nityananda Prabhu disobeyed him, of course. And he said, who cares for that? Hmm? And who will understand that, for that matter? The point is, for a long time, the Bhagavad had been there. Hmm? For a long time, Krishna had come a long time ago and displayed his pastimes in the world. Nityananda Prabhu's conclusion is, and who has understood them? Hmm? To what extent? Hmm? And in the person of Gauranga, then, uh, who is non-different from Radha and Krishna, they can be understood hmm? through him. So he reasoned, I'll worship Krishna. Uh, instead of worshiping Krishna, I'll worship Gaur. Instead of chanting the name of Krishna, I'll chant the name of Gaur. Instead of giving the teachings of Krishna, I'll give the teachings of Gaur. And he made the famous statement, Bajago Ranga, Kahago Ranga, Lahago Ranga, Namure, Yejana Goranga Bhaji, Seamar Pranare. That uh, worship Krishna, uh, follow the teachings of Krishna, chant, or of Gaur, worship Gaur, follow the teachings of Gaur, chant the name of Gaur. Hmm? Whoever does this, I, they are, I'm purchased by them. Hmm? That person becomes my life, my soul. I give myself to them, is, is really what, what he said. This was quite a revolutionary stance to take. It may seem quite normal to us now, centuries later, um, as we were introduced to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, but it was a very um, radical step to take. First of all, he had been instructed one thing. He did seemingly uh, contradicted it or uh, disobeyed it. Hmm? And uh, and he put Gauranga Mahaprabhu out there as the deity of, of Kali Yuga and made him, in his estimation, in his teaching, more important than, uh, than Krishna. There's the famous story of Sachimata's having a dream. Hmm? And in that dream, she saw the deities of Krishna and Balaram on her altar. And then Gaur and Nityananda came into the room. She treated Nityananda just like Gaur's uh, brother, her son, Sachinandan Gaur Nityananda Prabhu, the brother. Although they came from different families, we may wonder, well, how, why do we call them brothers? Uh, of course, brother and friend, it's like, hey, brother. <laughs> a friend in Bengali, same idea. Uh, Ore bai. Temonache. Uh, but uh, beyond that, of course, they were real brothers, as real, we want to say, as Krishna and Balaram, who came from different families, for that matter. So it works well as it is a parallel Leela, Gaur Leela, with Krishna Leela. Balaram's there, he has his place. But in the form of Nityananda, he is Balaram plus, so to speak. The sweetness of Balaram, the command of the of the Rasas, Dasya, hmm? Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya, with representation also in, excuse me, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, and with representation in Madhurya indirectly as well. Hmm? In this way, Akanda Guru Tattva, hmm? he's uh, uh, the... Uh, the guru behind Bhakti Rasa. But um, 
at any rate, he, 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 in the in the, in the dream that Sachi had when he appeared, he took Goranga and uh, he, he took, excuse me, Krishna and Balram and dragged them off the altar. He was successful fighting with them, wrestling them to the to the ground, and he said, "It is my Goranga's time. He will ascend." And, and Goranga ascended to the altar, and of course Nityananda Prabhu followed him. They dethroned Krishna and Balaram, and Sachi had this experience uh, in her dream, and had it was a, 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 the flash. Gaur and Nityananda are Krishna and Balaram in Kali Yuga. They are Krishna and Balaram, plus imbued with Audarya, added to the Madhurya, the sweetness of that Leela, that 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 with the magnanimity that causes its wide circulation to take place. This is a very beautiful thing because um, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism we find perhaps the the most extraordinary theological questions that have ever been asked. And of course they're being asked by God himself. Uh, it's one thing to pose theological questions to ask about God on our part, but then that God has theological questions I suppose we find that in some religious schools where God uh, questions about the needs of the people and uh, um, how to deliver them. And therefore, for example, in Christianity, comes up with the idea of sending his son to sacrifice him and and so forth. That's an interesting uh, concept and idea. So that's a theological question, how to help the people, how to save the fallen people. Hmm? Um I don't know of any other questions on God's mind that have been brought out by other religious traditions, but in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, uh, the question by by Krishna is, "What am I? <laughs> Why am I? How am I the uh, the uh, abode of love? How am I the king of the country of love when I see a love in my country that I have no experience of in the person of Radha?" Hmm? in the ecstasy, in the bhava, in the prema of Radha. And God becomes on suddenly on questionable ground. He's having an existential crisis. These are very high theological thoughts, hmm? questions. Uh, and the beautiful thing is, uh, one of them, that, uh, relative to our point, that in the context of such an inquiry, such a deep theological inquiry on the part of the Godhead, Krishna, the lower inquiry, if you will, expressing compassion for the fallen souls and how to deliver them and so forth, it comes, the two meet. Hmm? The, with the inward reach, the outward reach comes together. Hmm? So, in other words, questioning like this, Krishna turns into gore. He turns into a, a, a he, he appears in a form that um, he is potentially able to taste Radha's love, taking the position of the um, the uh, Mahabhav rather than Rasaraj, hmm? Radharani's position. And in the context of doing so, then this overflows to the world and how to save the world, these considerations uh, come up. So it's a very beautiful idea. Hmm? It's it's uh, it's It means to say that really genuinely deep spiritual inquiry and pursuit 
on the part of an individual is not at the cost of its distribution. And we should understand this point. I was known in Prabhupada's mission for circulation of his teachings, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings, through the wide-scale distribution of Prabhupada's books. And uh, I was successful in that. But the very first time that it was brought to notice, to Prabhupada's notice, that I had some um, ability to 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 be uh, successful in that uh, service by way of uh, one of my godbrothers writing to Prabhupada a letter about my service. Prabhupada wrote back and in his own handwriting said, that's very good that Tripari Das is distributing so many books, but please make sure that he's always reading them, hmm. studying them. <laughs> So these two, uh, you know, go together. I always took that as a, uh, as a very important instruction in my life. I made sure that I had joined Krishna consciousness, really, to go back to Godhead, <laughs> to develop love of God. And I thought that as as much as I'm successful and progressive in that regard, is as much as I can be successful in sharing it with others. You can't share what you don't have. Hmm. So, of course, it's true that some involvement in sharing also uh, brings brings it within oneself so they they, they complement one another giving it out causes it to grow pursuing its growth causes it to be distributed and so forth hmm? uh, so um, at any rate in the person of Gaur and Nityananda we find this wide circulation in Nityananda Prabhu is kind of the extended form in which that circulation goes to quarters it could not go uh, other otherwise. And Nityananda Prabhu, that came later, of course, Mahaprabhu was giving him that service, but in the very beginning, as I'm explaining, it was he who started the whole thing also. Very bold steps he took, hmm? disobeying apparently the order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and telling people to chant the name of Gore, and so he is, he is, he he turned. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was appearing as a devotee of Krishna, only. It was Nityananda Prabhu who said, "He's not only Krishna, he's more than Krishna." Hmm? It's a very bold statement. I mean, who could be more than Krishna, and who could be Krishna? <laughs> that's uh, that's the you know you might be an avatar, hmm? a sadhu, a siddha. Uh, an avatar that's getting up there, but the, the, you're the avatari, and now you're more than the avatari. And this is in Bengal, in the local village area, and Nityananda Prabhu start. We're still working on this. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna's the avatari, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that same Krishna, trying to understand that, to share that, and so forth. So the person who came out with it to begin with, pushed the idea forward. He was a big uh, big person. He had a big idea. That was a very bold statement to make. There was no Goswami doctrines, all well-articulated, Satsandarva, commentaries on Bhagavatam, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, no Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Bhagwat, and all this literary legacy to support the idea. Uh, you know, we have all of this. We have a lineage of hundreds of years many siddhas in the lineage and so forth, and uh, lots of reasoning and, and sp spiritual logic, scriptural support and so forth, to make the point with. Hmm? Nityananda Prabhu had none of that. He had only his faith in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And he said, if you have that faith, take it. Take Krishna Nam. 
go with it. Faith in Gore and Krishna Nam and Gore Nam hmm, more so. You can you can go to the uh, to the heights of spiritual uh, possibilities. So he was very much bold and, and radical hmm, and standing on a platform of of. I want to say, like, faith alone. There's a famous statement of Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj that uh, in the latter days of his um, manifest presence amongst us here in this world, he was ill, and um, he said to us one, one day that last night in a dream, all of my scriptural knowledge was taken from me. He had been... Um, given the title Shastra Nipuna by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. It's a very high title. Shastra Nipuna is uh, in the language of Rupa Goswami and later uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami in their attempts to explain Uttam Adhikar, who is most eligible to, to tread the path of Bhakti, Shastra Nipuna. It means a scriptural genius who has able to, has enough, and Rupa Goswami explains, and Jiva Goswami, I think Jiva Goswami, I should say, comments, that this Shastra Nipun requires some ruchi, not just dry logic, not just entering in there with your head. You have to have entered in with your heart enough hmm, that the senses have been largely retired from their preoccupation with sense objects and therefore a taste this is Ruchi, hmm? for something else, for Krishna Nam, for Gaur Nam, for Krishna Bhakti, has become your possession. That person can speak about the scriptures in a, with, with some genius. What is the implication? What is the underlying meaning? And bring out new light, cause the flower, if you will, of the text to blossom and, and uh, bloom and show its... Uh, more so uh, its fullness. Hmm. So, uh, he said, what he said to Peter Marsh, in a dream, all of my scriptural knowledge was taken. He, he had a lot of that. He had a command of that. He had been given the title Shastra Nippun. He used to be uh, the person who, after the lectures of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, other residents of the moth would go to him and ask, what was he saying? Hmm? And he would then explain the significance and, and, and so forth. So he was a very well, uh, a learned person. He was learned also, in, in relatively speaking, in Western philosophy. We find him citing different Western philosophers and so forth uh, and uh, doing a little comparative uh, religious and theological, philosophical discourse, which is always interesting and compelling. And so for him to have said that in my dream, all of my scriptural knowledge was taken from me. I like naked. There I was. All this which, which, with which I could support my position. And he said, and I was left naked only with my faith. With faith alone I was to go on. In other words, However much preoccupation we have with the scriptures, the scriptural logic and so forth, is only as valuable as it translates into faith, which is the ground on which this Krishna Bhakti um, and Krishna Leela is performed. 
this development of Krishna Bhakti through the ninefold stages from initial faith to Prem is really a development of faith, of Shraddha. Pujapachitamarsh hmm? liked to describe the, the Paravyom, the spiritual world, as planets of faith. If there is a world of doubt, and there is no doubt, here we are doubting whether we even exist or to what extent, whether we will in the future, and so on. So there must be a world of faith also. Faith is not the absence of logic, it's the clearing of doubts. And another kind of logic and reasoning comes to support it, actually. Comes out of it. We may use logic and reasoning to grow faith, and at a certain point, faith will retire logic and reasoning and produce a kind of a logic of its own. Hmm? This is Shastanipun. So, at any rate, he said, there I was with my faith alone. He didn't comment much more on that, but it was very it was a very powerful statement. It means to say, as Rupa Goswami has explained, faith is our eligibility to practice, and the measure to which it grows is the measure to which we have real standing in a world beyond doubt, beyond thinking. We can think about Krishna consciousness, or we can do it. Hmm? We should think about it as much as is required to do it, but not to sit on the fence only and think about it. Hmm? So, Nityananda Prabhu, anyway, standing on the ground of faith, he is the ground of faith, for God's sake. Hmm? He is the he is the Sandini Shakti. This is the ground of being that uh, you know, supports the entire spiritual world. That Sandini Shakti is the Sudasattva Visheshatma on the ground of Sudasattva Sandini Shakti. This Visheshatma, this particular combination of Ladini and ec- ecstasy and and some bit a special kind of knowing, knowing I'm the friend of Krishna knowing I'm the lover of Krishna, knowing I'm the parent of Krishna, this kind of knowing, what am I? Who am I? Why am I? I'll try this outfit, I'll try that outfit. I'll try this kind of music, I'll try that kind of music. This group, sector, that sector of people, who am I? We're all trying to sort this out. It's not just adolescents in the room. Even the elders these days are still having midlife crises. Their adolescence is prolonged in the industrial society considerably in which so many choices come to us. The idea is the more choices, the happier you'll be. It's not my experience. When I need to go buy something for Yashram, I look on the internet and there's 10,000 different types of pumps that I could have buy. It's just a headache for me. Why can't they just make one <laughs> or two <laughs> work in a couple of circumstances and it's easy to choose? You gotta spend an hour on the internet and then you get bombarded with an hour's worth of, or more of advertisements of other things related to pumps and so forth and a world just feeding the, the false premise that there are unlimited possibilities in the material world. There are, I should say, unlimited possibilities, unlimited possibilities of becoming disappointed. Hmm? <laughs> uh, unlimited possibilities of, of, of a prospects of a full meal that amount to nothing more than appetizers and the net result of indigestion. Hmm? No, we have to go beyond that, beyond that, to the spiritual side of life. That opportunity comes to us through Gaur and through Nityananda. Hmm? Uh, So...
He stood, anyway, on the ground of his faith. He is the ground of faith, Nityananda Prabhu. He is the Sandini Shakti. Hmm? This is, this is, the, the, the form of Krishna is constituted of the Sandini Shakti. If the, all the different forms of, of, of Golok, the ground of Golok, this all, this is all some form of ecstasy we call Sandini. Hmm? The ground of, 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 not only the ground of being, this is the ground of loving. Hmm? He's also the ground of being in the form of Sankarshan, Mool Sankarshan, and then the Vishnus expand for this world. Mahavishnu, Karnadaksha, Shirdaksha, Garbadaksha, Vishnu, these are all, Vishnu means, you know, the, also the ground of being, all pervasive. You, you, wherever you go turn, there he is. Hmm? Something like that, supporting, sustaining the whole of the uh, existence. He's on firm ground, and that firm ground is his faith, Balaram in Krishna and Nityananda Prabhu's faith in Gore. Hmm? It's powerful, compelling. Hmm? He's standing on this alone. Again, he has no support from Chaitanya Bhagwat, no big lineage. He's starting the lineage. Hmm? He says, this is my faith, this is my conviction. Every atom of his existence dedicated to the service of Gore. Just like every atom of Balaram's existence dedicated to the service of Krishna. Hmm? This is the foundation of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. Hmm? It's started by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Jiva Goswami, he says, through his, I can say, through his other self, Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? And it caught on, because what he was saying was grounded in, his, in the faith of his experience. I want to say faith here is experience. Bhaktivinoda Thakur has made a statement that belief is a property of the intelligence, and faith is a property of the soul itself. Hmm? So we want to distinguish between the two. Faith, his experience, he went on. Hmm? Stood on the ground of his experience and it caught on because it had power be behind it. Hmm? Because it was not, not, his walk was not, as they say, different from his talk. Hmm? Worship Goranga, serve Goranga, follow the teachings of Goranga, and he did that. Of course, he seemed to violate the teachings because Goranga taught him to worship Krishna, but the teaching is that Gore is Krishna. Hmm? And and he wanted the world to know this, whereby uh, they might actually know Krishna because for a long time Krishna had not come. Hmm? And in all that time, how many had attained him? To what And to what extent had he been understood? Had been understood? For the most part, misunderstood. Krishna Leela is difficult to understand. Hmm? So Gore is the easy way. And Nityananda Prabhu has showcased that the way of Gore. So if we want his attention, Nityananda Prabhu's attention, we focus our attention on uh, serving the mission of Gore, so serving the teachings of Gore, applying them in our lives, and so on and so forth. Hmm? And um, this faith that he stood on, his own faith that, that is the that is the kind of the, the founding uh, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, as I say, the beginning of it, that was all, of course, followed, followed then and further supported. All I want to say that the Chaitanya Bhagavat comes out of that faith, the, the Chaitanya Charitamrita comes out of that faith, the Goswami's writings also comes out of that, 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 that faith, that got the whole thing going, put Gore in the, in, 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 in the center and so forth. And then they all came to write 
theologically about it, support it, reason about it, spiritually and so forth, and provide all this support. It's all coming from that. Hmm? This is Nityananda Prabhu. It's extraordinary uh, to think about. And after all, we, we, in a very practical sense also, we would not have the Chaitanya Charitamrita work not for Nityananda Prabhu, who commissioned um, in, in the mystic dream, Krishna's Kaviraj, to go to Vrindavan, and there he would find his wealth. There he was commissioned to write the Chaitanya Charitamrita. He was given entrance by Nityananda Prabhu and a blessing. He came with, with that kind of credential. I'm coming on the order of Nityananda Prabhu. Oh, come right in. Hmm? We've got some service for you. And see what his service was. To write the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the final book of Gaudiya Vaishnavism in terms of its Shastra. Hmm? The final word on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Vrindavan Das Thakur, the author of Chaitanya Bhagwat, hmm, who preceded Krishna's Kaviraj, says, Antaryami Nityananda, the God of my heart is Nityananda Prabhu, and in my heart he told me to write this book. Hmm? So what would we know about Gore, practically speaking, if it weren't for Nityananda Prabhu? The Goswamis, of course, they were in, they were sent to Vrindavan directly by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and they are much preoccupied with Madurasa. Hmm? There is not the, the, uh, the full preoccupation of Nityananda Prabhu, who is, who is largely preoccupied with uh, with Sakyarasa. But we shouldn't think that that he's not involved in giving the um, Madurasa Radha Prem playing a part in that, big part in that, huge part in that. Again, the distilled essence of all the Goswami's writings that is Chaitanya Charitamrita. And of course, it was written in common language of the time in Bengali. Very simple. Sanskrit is very difficult to understand, follow. Hmm? You have to, one has to be very educated. This, the Chaitanya Charitamrita is taking all of the Sanskrit writings of the Goswamis, which was the religious language of the time for the intellectuals, hmm? that they wrote. They wrote about the Krishna and about Gore to some extent in there to establish their theology as viable. And then Krishnadasa, under the order of Nityananda, was taking it, turning it into common Bengali and spreading it everywhere. Hmm? It's a twofold kind of attack, if you will, on, on the public. Hmm? Uh, uh, you get, Nityananda would get the common people involved without them understanding too much philosophy. Hmm? And then you had the masses, and then you had the philosophy as well to support it. So, this work, I want to say, Hmm? of Nityananda Prabhu is so significant to Gaudiya Vaishnavism and the faith in which Nityananda Prabhu stands, resides in, personifies and so forth that gave a start to that is the same faith, if you will, that we have imbibed that, that uh, on the basis of which this Gaudiya Vaishnavism has come to us in the person of my beloved, our beloved Guru Maharaj, Pujapadji, Oh, Mesi Bhakti Bhidanta Swami Prabhupada. He came here hmm, on the strength of his faith alone. He didn't have the support of a whole Sampradaya over here in, in America, I mean to say. He didn't have uh, any temples. He brought a couple of books with him, hmm, which were, you know, like from another world. You're kind of, what is this book saying? 
kind of idea, and faith in the holy name. Hmm? And the uh, desire of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, which was expressed to him, to spread Goranga's teachings throughout the world. Hmm? So, Pujapatridamarj reasoned well, and we can look at the parallel, when he said that I consider uh, Swami Maharaj to be Shaktivesh. And Govinda Maharaj's disciple was very, asked a very thoughtful question, what kind of Avesh? Because these Avesh avatars, they have different Palan Avesh, Prithu, Bhakti Avesh, Narada, Gyan Avesh, empowerment by knowledge in the face of terms of Vyasa and so forth. What kind of empowerment? It doesn't mean that he's Krishna, hmm? Shakti Vesh. It means he is empowered by a certain aspect of Krishna, a certain opulence, a certain potency. And so Sridhar reasoned, without thinking about it, right? you know, he already thought it out at some depth, Nityananda Vesh. And then he started to give the parallels and show what was the work of Nityananda amongst the common people, like I said, the other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, through which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu extended himself to areas that he could not go, to the downtrodden people, hmm? to the people that weren't following the Vedic culture. Hmm? Um, and, uh, and, 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 and distributing widely, very, 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 uh, without asking them to necessarily understand that much, just trying to get them on board to chant and so on and so forth. He started making all these parallels, and we see that these parallels to Prabhupada's work, coming to the non-Vedic world with nothing but his faith. It's one thing to go in India in 1965 and preach the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. I mean, there's a Sampradaya there, there are many lineages within the Sampradaya. Uh, there's a literary legacy, and it's been established by that time for almost 500 years in the world, uh, uh, and for that matter, you could go to uh, Bangladesh and pick up so many devotees, just like they were born as Gaudiya uh, Vaishnavas, and pick up young men. Uh, the families would give you to relieve themselves of the burden of taking care of them in the name of giving them to Goranga and so forth. So this, this, this is was not uh, what he did. He went to. Uh, ostensibly the most difficult place to to uh, distribute Krishna Nam, but a place which if he was successful arguably would make it easier to go all over the world. And he went there on the strength of his faith alone. Hmm? So we are very much inspired by this uh, idea and we feel, and rightfully so, that we have such deep connection to the founding of the Sampradaya, the parallel founding of it, if you will, in modern times in the Western world, that, that look at it, it fulfilled the prophecy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Who else would do that but Nityananda Prabhu himself? Hmm? In this sense, in the person of his em- empowerment of Srila Prabhupada, that prophecy, Prithivityachi Jato Nagaradigram, Sarata Prachorhuyubimornam, that it would go to every, his name would be chanted in every town and village. Who started the chanting of Gornam? That is Nityananda Prabhu. If, Nityananda, if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu acquiesced later on and said, actually, he was right for doing that. Indeed, my name will be heard and chanted in every town and village. Hmm? Well, it was wondering, it left devotees wondering for about 500 years when that's going to happen, how that's going to happen. And they started to think about it in a kind of a metaphorically or something like that. Hmm? And take the literalness 
out of it because the prospect of Chaitanya Gornam being heard in every town and village, uh, they started to think, that means India, mm. within India. Hmm? And some emissaries of Gaudi Vaishnavas had come to the West and come back unsuccessful with questions they couldn't answer and so forth even. Hmm? So they started to think about the statement in a non-literal sense or in a more provincial sense than it was intended, but in the person of Prabhupada, empowered by the Shakti of Nityanandapur, which he indeed prayed for on the Jaladuta to Krishna, the power to do the work that my Guru Maharaj has commissioned me to do in a very charming way by reasoning with Krishna as he did, that, look, my Gurudev represents Radharani. Hmm? And she wants this. And so it will be good for you if you fulfill her desire. If you please her, that will make your life successful. This is very charming reasoning. And Krishna said, yes, take it. Take the power. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you Nityananda Shakti himself, Balaram himself. Hmm? And, of course, Prabhupada took it. And, uh, of course, he also revealed before he got it that he had a special relationship with Nityananda Ram. Before he got the empowerment, he said, please give me the empowerment to do the work of my guru, and when I'm done, let me enter into your cowherding leela. Hmm? What did he say? Kotevani chuta chute pani kai utaputi se din more. When when I run in the forests, in every, falling over in various playful ways throughout the forest of Vrindavan, Gauravani, what is it? Uh, uh, how does it be? Gocharani Guridin Bor, with a cow, cow, in your cowherd Leela, frolicking throughout the day. So he said, I want to go there, and I know it will only be possible if I fulfill the order of my guru. Please give me the power to fulfill that, that order. And as I say, it's clear he got the power in a big way. Hmm? The chief of the friends of Krishna, Nityananda Ram himself, is, is some aspect of himself, Shakti of himself, came within Prabhupada to fulfill that mission and startled the Godi world. It startled the Godi world. Shri Marsalis, they were startled that it's actually going every town and village beyond India. Hmm? Uh, they were even, they, 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 they were so startled they questioned, is it really happening? Are they really getting the Shudhanam? Of course, Prabhupada took objection to such, such questioning and so forth. Are they really becoming devotees hmm? of Goranga? Is it possible? Seeing them in the dress is one thing, but and we see their hearts and so forth. Hmm. Puri Goswami Marsh made a beautiful admission of, in, in, at the end of his life hmm, to Prabhupada. Hmm. And he, he told Prabhupada that in the beginning you came with these people and you invited us to take prasad and I was reluctant to take prasad because I was not sure if they were actually purified. And you know, eating is a big thing anywhere, but it's really big in, in Hinduism. Uh, what you eat, where you eat from, who you eat with, how you eat, what direction you face, on what day it is and what time and so forth. Um, it's all in consideration. Hmm? And so if you ate from the wrong place, it would, uh, it would, could determine your social status. 
and spiritual status, it was thought. So he said, I was reluctant, Bhakti Pramod Puri Goswami Maharaj, to take prasad. Hmm? You had invited us some occasion early on when Prabhupada came to, you know, back to India with some disciples and got a footing there and so forth in Mayapur. He, he said something like that. But he, he, uh, what did he say? He said he had a... Um, He had a secret he wanted to confide in Prabhupada, something like that, and he told him this story. Hmm? But then he made a, re- a request of Prabhupada, something like that. that uh, I don't know, show me your mercy or something like that. I can see now what you've done, everything, and so forth. And uh, Or Prabhupada had a request of him, you please take Prashad. Hmm? And then he told the story, I think it was. Prabhupada said, you please take Prashad. He took it and he said, and he told the story. Hmm. It's very touching. I mean, if you really understand it, you really understand the purity of Pramod Puri Maharaj also. Hmm. He's not hiding anything. He's ready to tell the whole story of his life. How many of you are ready to tell the whole story of your life and everything you've done and thought in public? Nobody. There's many things I don't want to say in public. Uh, I don't even like to think about them in private, but I do them anyway. Hmm. He was ready to tell his whole life. He had no secrets, nothing to hide. Hmm. I'm a fallen person. Of course, he's not. This is not a fallen person who can do that, is my point. This is really what Sadhu Sangha constitutes. We get together and we talk about, okay, we spent the day in Krishna's service. Where did we succeed and where did we fail? Hmm. You first. Hmm? Oh, I did all this, I did that. But what did you think? Oh, well, well, I was thinking this. My mind went here. My mind went there. Hmm? All right, next. And you? Hmm? And you? And we'll be better prepared now, tomorrow, to go to that meeting. <laughs> the next day. <laughs> this, is, this is the idea of real sadhusanga, bearing the heart, nothing to hide. He had nothing to hide. His faults as he saw them. Hmm? Um, very beautiful. I, I'm so, I was so inspired by that, uh, that kind of story. Another, just on a side, there's the story of Pramod Puri Marsh when uh, there was, after the disappearance of Sridhar Marsh, and there was some, some disciples of Sridhar Marsh's who went to him for sannyas, and there was some thinking in the mouth of Sridhar Marsh that they should have taken sannyas from the successor of Sridhar Marsh, Govinda Marsh. So a little bit of party spirit arose. Um, in, in some devotees, and then someone said, Oh, Sridhar Maharaj has said that, that, uh, Pramod Puri Maharaj's Kanishta Adhikari, so why should we go there? Hmm? And Sridhar Maharaj had made a statement once that about Pramod Puri Maharaj that he had done the Kanishta Adhikari service of, of establishing the deities in all the temples of Gaudiamath. He was the official Pujari who did the, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta went to for, for that. And he was, he said, Prabhupada, he did the service of a Mahabhagwat. And this Mount of Mars, service of a Madhyamadikari, we see that in him. In Prabhupada, uh, we see the Uttamadikari. He was just bringing out certain things in them that, that, not saying they were those things, but these things are examples of that status. So anyway, they took it literally and they said, he's a Kanishtadikari. And so then the disciples of Puri Marsh came to Puri Marsh and said, they are calling you Kanishtadikari. Time for war, you know, and then the different sides of the, of the, of the Ganges, the two moths, you know. 
And Pramod Purimar said, Sridharmarsha said, Sridharmarsha has given me Adhikar for Bhakti. He said, oh, I'm so fortunate that I, some, I, he actually considers me a devotee. Hmm? That is a, such a high thing, praise, that I, this, and I think, well, here is Uttamadikari, this is so beautiful, charming. Hmm? Hmm. So he came, Prabhupada, and he, and he fulfilled this prophecy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Really he did. And we were all here in the wake of that. Here we're offering the prasadam and taking the prasadam. And, uh, and it's going on all over the world, and Nityananda Prabhu's contribution is being celebrated, and it seems quite um, appropriate in the context of of doing so and observing Nityananda Triodasi to make this important, to draw this important connection to Prabhupada. It's kind of a second founding of of of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It doesn't make him the founder acharya of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, but it gives him a very important role. Hmm? And in the context of that, we find his internal life. He has uh, opened the door to, to a, a window, opened a window to, as well, hmm, for his followers to uh, follow him both externally and internally as they may um, see fit. And this, of course, brings us close and dear to the inner circle of Nityananda Prabhu, who descended here, along with his principal associates, the Dvarasa Gopals. Again, they formed the first lineages and gave the first initiations in the Gaudiya Sampradaya. Hmm? It all comes from from this. So we're fortunate to be members. We're fortunate to have the opportunity to give some glorification to Akanda Guru Tattva, Nityananda Prabhu. This is, he is the foundation. He exemplifies, as I say, personifies such faith that is our entrance into Gaudi Vaishnavism and gives us real standing there. Hmm? So he is foundational to our uh, spiritual life, as the Guru is foundational to our life. So Nityananda Prabhu is foundational to our spiritual life. Yasya Prashada, Bhagavat Prashadu, Yasya Prashada, Nagati Kutupi. So it all starts there. We've got to get the horse in front of the cart, not uh, not backwards. And and it's an important note in today's community of Gaudiya Vaishnava, and there's a lot of confusion about that. Guru is sometimes an afterthought or a secondary affair um, and, and, and so forth. Or, or there is a sleight of hand by which a previous acharya becomes the primary guru and the other, the, the current becomes secondary if he exists or she at all and so forth. These are confusions about um, Gaudiya Vaishnavism and this such does not um, it may be a popular idea in some circles, it may seem attractive but it, it if we study it carefully philosophically we find it's a flawed foundation. Hmm? It may last for some time that idea, it may have some currency Apparently, but it's actually somewhat counterfeit. Hmm? No, we have to have real standing in connection with real sadhu, hmm? and uh, connect with the parampara in the in the present, and then we will find what 
then we will find a real and deep and significant connection with the, uh, the, the, the previous acharyas, the siksha gurus of the past, the, the shastra gurus, and so forth. Hmm? It's not a way of you know, putting forward the position of the guru. It's not a way of putting, for example, Prabhupada in the background. It's really the way of putting him in the foreground. Hmm? Just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Antinanda Prabhu put, Chaitanya, put Krishna in the foreground by putting Gore in the foreground. Hmm? Um, Vaishnavism, Gaudi Vaishnavism is, is like this. It's very indirect. The whole idea of Gaudi Vaishnavism is, is indirect. Jai Radhe. Hmm? That it's indirect. This is the way to actually glorify Krishna. Hmm? Krishna says what? Those who say they are my devotee, they're not my devotees. They just say are, those who say they are devotees of my devotees, they are my devotees. Hmm? So, um, if we, therefore we find, it's an interesting phenomenon, therefore we find those that like to unceremoniously uh, and inappropriately push Prabhupada in the front to, uh, as if to say, uh, you can have direct connection with him, you can bypass any current, you know, this is your real connection and they're not worth it anyway and so forth. Um, this kind of counterfeit idea, uh, Ritvik type of idea or quasi or covert uh, kind of idea, it's, it's, it's not a good idea. <laughs> this is... Um, this we find in this sector also a lack of interest in the internal life of Prabhupada. Hmm? It corresponds. For example, Babru, uh, Prabhu penned a book with the help of Vrindaranya. Um, uh, the I call Oh My Friend, compiling all of uh, things that Prabhupada said about his inner life and so forth. And we find that the Ritvik sector is very much opposed to this. Hmm? We find strong opposition there. And so where, where's the acquaintance? Where, they're not even interested in the inner life of Prabhupada. Prabhupada is just, it's, it's just a mental idea of a Prabhupada. That we don't want. Hmm? So it's like it said, we heard the other day, Narada gave the m- mantra to Vyas, and he told them, the form of the Lord is the mantra. The form of the Lord is the mantra. What does that mean? What kind of form does Krishna have? It's the mantra. The mantra is the form. The mantra is also the form of the guru. How do we understand these things? It means what we see with our eyes is not what is the guru. It is not what is Krishna. It's something, some semblance, but we have to learn to see with different eyes than these, at least with the Shastra Chakshu, through the, by hearing from the Shastra, Hmm? And this translates, if heard properly, into practical service that that uh, that affords uh, uh, more than what vision that is more than what meets the eye. Hmm? So this is a spiritual. We have to go to the spiritual world in a spiritual way hmm? by a spiritual vehicle. This is the idea. Hmm? And the Dinanda Prabhu, for all of us, is leading the way, and A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada in a prominent way as well. I don't think we've done anything to minimize Prabhupada in our discussion today in glorifying him uh, uh, by um, pointing out what we have both positively about him and about those who, who want to kind of foster a, a, a semblance of that person a semblance of that person, about things about which we've talked to today that we heard from Pujapadrita Marsh. Hmm? 
Hmm? If you have no ear to hear from him, hmm? what is your adhikar or eligibility to have to drawn out these things, beautiful things we've talked about today, and entertain them and 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 known on a deeper level what is the contribution of Prabhupada, that direct connection with Nityananda. If you want to say he's like another founder, yeah, like a modern founder, through the and and by connection with the, the Shakti of Nityananda Prabhu and so forth. And then they'll say, well, you know, I think Prabhupada was great, not that something great was something great was in him. No. <laughs> He's great to have something like that come in you, you've got to be great. <laughs> You gotta be the greatest. You gotta be emptied out of any other aspiration entirely. Completely naked before the Lord. Then He will dress you up and put you out into the public. So, with that, then, what is the time? Pardon me? Okay, so we have just enough time to then go into, in brief, the significance of the initiation. I've tailored the talk a little bit and such that it would segue into this in a natural way. Some emphasis on Guru Tattva uh, relative to the day and relative to the particulars of our day here. As I mentioned in the beginning, we'll be giving initiation and we're giving also the saffron cloth to uh, uh, one of our members. Um, And let me get, begin with that. Um, I want to give the saffron cloth to my godbrother, Babru, who will be, uh, we would like to give sannyas to in the future, in the near future. I told him that um, his book, Oh My Friend, needed to be published in a printed form. It's been published in a digital form, but we need it in a, in a in 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 print with some appendices um, with uh, c- considering that some other things have come out since that we can add to it and so forth but he reminded me this of this the other day but apparently I told him but we can't print it under Babru's name it has to be bhakti so and so maharaj <laughs> so we have to, a new book and a new author something like that new and new and improved Something like that. That's the idea. And Kosh Babru has been um, known me since uh, uh, since the days I used to harass devotees, intimidate them uh, by my preoccupation with book distribution in in Los Angeles. Uh, he did tell me once that he didn't realize I was as deep as I was uh, at, at that time, but I had said something to him. I forget what it was, and he thought, "Well, he's actually." A little deeper than just a book salesman or something like that. Um, and in more recent times, I don't know, maybe uh, six, eight, ten years ago or something like that. Twelve years ago? I met him again in San Diego in relation to some, some cow service that we were doing. And um, since then, he's kept contact with me and come closer and closer to. Um, Entering into the life of full service within our mission, and um, he's come and gone a few times, and he's here to stay. It appears, uh, and his—it's a beautiful uh, in that his wife and children have given their blessings, so to speak, for his further life in uh, dedicated 
service in a manner that uh, Prabhupada would have uh, uh, been proud and expected of him. So we're not giving the sannyas today, but um, I wanted to give the saffron uh, cloth to Babru. And um, in one of the future events here, uh, celebrations of the Lord's appearances, uh, some festival, we'll proceed with mantra and uh, danda and tridanda and so forth. So uh, please you come forward, Babru, and... Um, Cloth and um, please set a good example as we're expecting. Prabhu has been named a spiritual director here at Madhavan by the, the, the president in charge, uh, uh, Audarya Leela, and so he is going to be organizing different classes and study programs and so forth. We hope to have eventually an academy here of sorts for training the new and old alike in all aspects of uh, philosophy and spiritual practice. So I have confidence that you'll be able to do that. doesn't mean he'll only be here. He'll send him out to other places for getting your holy association and sharing his insights with you at Audarya, at Saragrahi, and other places. Jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Nitanda Prabhu ki jai. Od Premanande. Yeah. You can wait, yeah, for that. Yeah. And so then, um, I want to give the Harinam and Mantra Diksha to uh, Michael, who's been serving us for about six months or so, I think. Come forward here. He's become the resident gardener here after go under the working under the tutelage of Goloka as Audarya. And uh, he still has something to learn in that uh, field, but he's taking it up very enthusiastically and uh, it's a very responsible position. Responsible service is what we need to uh, gravitate towards. That will very much help us to um, go the distance, stay the, stay the, um, what do say, stay, stay the course. Hmm? And so uh, we have not got an elaborate ritual to accompany this today. Madan Gopal did not come, and he's our ritual priest of late. Um, but I've got an empty plate here, so that oh, there's something. <laughs> okay. So there are five. There are five things relative to the initiation. That is, the um, pundra. Urdhva pundra means this uh, tilaka. Double packaging. <laughs> I'm going to uh, unpackage that. Tilak, we have to give the student. Tilak, we give... Um, so, Pundra, 
Tapa. Tapa means branding here. Branding with the marks of Vishnu, but in Gaudi Vaishnavism we don't do that. It's much more... You know, Vishnu kills the demons and Krishna just charms them. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu takes the demonic tendencies out of us. How? By decorating himself with tilak and sandalwood paste and holding his beautiful arms up and dancing. These are his astras, his weapons, by which he, he charms everyone. So the tilak is very uh, charming and the, and the, 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 the pundra and the, the um, tapa is... Tapa? Tapa is related to the Pundra. Tapa, we were going to uh, write the name of Krishna on your Sadaka Deya. Now you're getting a Sadaka Deya with initiation, a, a practitioner's body. It's not yet a spiritual body, but it's no longer a material body. Hmm? And it can be fully spiritualized as it should be. And the, content, the extent to which it is, through serious practice, is the extent to which the internal body for Krishna Leela's participation in Krishna Leela will will manifest. So, Pundra, Tapa, Yagya, with this you get introduced into the Yagya. Here, Yagya means Sankirtan, and it means Archan. Hmm? And Mantra, and Mantra gives you, it makes you a card-carrying member of the Sampradaya. You can, you can approach the deity, the Mantra, as I said earlier, is, is the form of the deity. And Nam, a name is given, and that name is to help re- remind us that uh, we are the, the servant of Bhagawan. Mm-hmm. So, I should say also that with the participation, the positive participation in what I'm giving you, Krishna Nam, in the form of the Japa Mantra and some prescribed chanting regulation, and the um, the mantra, which we chant different times of the day and is invoked in the deity worship, these are positive things. There are other things that um, are to be avoided and without which it's difficult for us to make progress. And that means intoxication and uh, gambling and promiscuity uh, and... Uh, just a general kind of unkindness to those who are in need of kindness. The lesser creatures, if you will, the less complex creatures in particular comes to mind with this, who are innocent and, and somewhat dependent, especially in a domestic context. There are domestic creatures that serve the human situation uh, well. They should be protected, taken care of. So no mediating, no intoxication, no gambling illicit sex, those things won't help you to make make progress. And, um, of course, the, it's very much part of human nature to engage in, in uh, sexual affairs. It might not be to be violent, I guess it is, but that's <laughs> understandable, it needs to be curbed. But I want to say about sexual relationships that everyone agrees that it should be curbed and regulated to one extent or another in society. We draw a line in such a way that we feel it will be most helpful for you to make progress, and so that means within the context of a meaningful relationship, they may be hard to come by, and that's a good reason not to bother to pursue them. <laughs> Take that from me. But um, 
I want to say that bhakti is generous in this regard, and so there's a place for married life too for for the students. I suggest that you continue living here in, in, in monastic context, that you have a good temperament, disposition. You're happy here? What about Adar? Are you happy there? Oh, yes. Both. So, you have to, if you have to go back to Adari tomorrow, no problem. That's very good. We should be like that. Detach, do our service, and uh, if it's to be changed by divine uh, ordination, then we have no problem. There's a famous story of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's disciple in Puri, in Puri, you know, in Madras. When he arrived there, he was told by the leader of the mob that such and such brahmachari is doing such nice service. He's organizing these programs and this and that, so forth. And Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, Oh, very good, bring him here. He brought him here and said, I so I understand you're doing, taking all this responsibility and doing all these services. And he said, Yes, Guru Maharaj, by your grace. So Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, All right, so tomorrow you go to Calcutta. He said, Yes, Guru Maharaj, by your grace. He said, No, you stay here, that's all right. He wanted to see if he was attached just to the things that he was doing or to the spirit behind them, if I'm serving the guru and so forth. Keep that in mind. All right, so uh, first, then, before I give you the other items, let me give you these neck beads. These are special neck beads. Nitai can explain that to you later. Come There you go. It's special in a general sense because they're the neck beads of the Tulsi, and they are meant to protect us by reminding us and everyone else that we're devotees of Krishna, and we wear them everywhere. So when people say, oh, looks, are you a devotee? And you go, yes, and I have to act accordingly, I think. So that's good. So always wear those, and then um, let's see if we can do this here. I don't have the stamp, so give me your arm here. Okay, I don't know what you call that. Okay, Christian. Cover this up right here. It doesn't look good. Krishna. Very nice. Then here. Tilak Pundra. Lati Keshavam Nayam. Rayam Hodre. Bakshastari Madhavadu. Vindakantakupke. Vishnu Chadaka Pucha. So we get uh, Tapa, Pundra, Yogi, we explained. There's Nam, and what else? 
mantra. So I have to give the nam and the mantra. Hmm? So with regard to the nam, then first we, we get from you how many mantras, how many names of Krishna you would chant every day. Okay, very good. So you start with the big bead here, with the thumb and the middle finger and chant. Huh? That's one. And you, and you said 16, so that's two, three, until you get 16. Right? Right, so um, now your name, I got inspiration from Sarabhumbhattacharya for your name. So your name is uh, Mangaladhar. Mangaladhar. That's the name for Nityananda Prabhu, who bears auspiciousness. He's the bearer, Dhar, the carrier of Mangal auspiciousness, and that auspiciousness is Gore, Gore Nam, Gore teachings, Gore Seva. Hmm? So, Mangaladhar, Mangaldhar. Das ki jai. Now, I can, I'll give you the mantra here. I'm going to give you the principal mantra for Gaudi Sampradaya, Gopal mantra, and then you come to me afterwards, and I'll give you some other mantras that our Gumarsh passed down to us that are chanted every day. Okay? Give me the right ear. Turn a little bit this way. Jai. Mangaldhar ki jai. Mangaldhar das ki jai. Jai. So, there are any questions? Did I forget anything? No. Okay. Any questions from Madaria? You missed part of the ceremony, right? So we gave Babru the saffron cloth and we gave uh, Mangaladhar his name. We wrote Krishna on his arm. Hmm? Gave him the tilak and mantra. He's a fully initiated disciple. Mangaladhar means the bearer of auspiciousness. It's a name for Nityananda Prabhu. I got inspiration from Sarvabhuma about the charger for this name. So it's special. So, any questions here from the group? The offering is ready. Okay. You want to offer the prashad? It's ready. Make the plate. There's no question. Interesting. You got one coming there? I had a whole bunch along the way. Okay, Mitch is saying he's full of questions here, so he's he's got one now. Um, trying to formulate it into a question, just like Swami Narayan. Swami Narayan. Um, Kijai. They've broken off into yeah. They've broken off into two groups. One group, the prominent one, is the guy that realized Swami Narayan is actually God, and. 
was just thinking, okay, well, how are we different? How is Lord Nityananda different from that? Lord Nityananda says, all right, Lord Chaitanya is... God. Yeah. Or he's better than Krishna, as you said. Mm-hmm. So how, how are we different? Right. Mr. Singh has asked, he gave an example of a group called uh, Swami Narayan Group, for, for lack of a better understanding of what they might call themselves. And they're popular by that name. Very popular uh, Hindu group. In fact, they're renounced members dressed just like Gaudiya Vaishnavas without the Gaudiya Tilak. Um, and apparently, uh, some parts of the group decided that Swami Narayan, who was a Vaishnava, was actually Krishna. And so they worship him as Krishna. What's the difference between that, the question is, and Nityananda Prabhu deciding that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, and we call one a deviation, the other we call it our, you know, our life and soul. And of course, the difference is that Guranga is Krishna. <laughs> That's it. Very simple. Any other questions? No. Uh, the difference is. That um, that he could it could be supported, hmm? and all of this support came in the service of Nityananda Prabhu's vision in the form of the the texts of the Goswamis, for example. And they have you know they they, they Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was explained this in Chaitanya Charitamrita, where he says, Jai, where he says that um, that the avatar has to have two things. One thing is he has to ha- exhibit godly activities, godly opulence, if you will, some manifestation of the Godhead. And uh, and two, he has to be supported by the scripture. Hmm? So in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, we find all kinds of um, uh, godly opulences. I mentioned one in the talk, his sannyas. Renunciation is one of the six opulences of Bhagwan. And in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we find extreme measure of sannyas that frightened even the older roots of the sannyasi, you know, of the tr- figurative tree of love of God, the Paramanandas and uh, Brahmananda Bharatis and so forth. They were just uh, like intimidated by the measure of this young boy's renunciation. So when God wants to become renounced, then it's supreme. Um, that's one. And many other opulences, of course, he he, he manifested as well. Um, and then, on top of that, the Goswamis have given a huge amount of scriptural support for the idea by way of, uh, first of all, locating within Krishna Leela the necessity for an extended Leela. Hmm? You may wonder, where's all the scriptural support? Where's the verse you know, that says, and in Kali Yuga, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will appear. Hmm? And so, because there's not that kind of direct support, so to speak, like it's, it says in the Bhagavatam, Buddha will appear, or you know, this avatar, or that, one may doubt, and one may think that the that, that the Goswamis are stretching some verses to get, you know, come up with that and so forth. But if you look at how they did that, you realize that's not the case at all. Where did they go to? Why are they? They're not hearing me. Okay, where did they go to find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Scripture? They went into Krishna Leela. Where in Krishna Leela? They went into the Srimad Bhagavatam. Where in the Srimad Bhagavatam? They went into the Rasa Leela, which is the height 
Uh, that's the zenith, the apex. It builds up to that, and then it it reflects back on that in the Mathura and the Dwarka Lila. Hmm? The consummation of the love of Radha and Krishna, that's where they went. And there they found the necessity for, at the height of Krishna Lila, for an extension of that Lila in order that Krishna's ambitions would be realized. And of course they are. Any ambition that Krishna has is going to be realized. But the, and they detailed the special circumstances in which that, how that could come about. This is uncanny theolo- theological, uh, you know, thinking and spiritual insight. So if you really study how they found Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's not in some verse that they just stretched and said, you know, and, and this means gore. They did pull out some verses like that too, and, and you could take them or leave them, and people could interpret them in different ways, and they have. As well, even the Krishna Varnam Tisakrishnam verse, which is very compelling in Bhagavatam, that's not the main evidence they brought to bear. The main evidence is plumbing the depths of the significance of Krishna Lila. When Krishna says Napareham Niravadjasam Dutam, he says the love that Radha has, I'm I'm purchased by that. Hmm? They take Bhagavad Gita, Yedatamam Prapadyante, Tam Sataiva Bhajami Hum, they say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is a verse in the Gita speaking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What are you talking about? Hmm? It says, as they surrendered to me, I reward them, reward them accordingly. Who surrendered the most? The gopis. What was the reward? In the Bhagavatam, he said, I'm purchased by you. I give myself to you. I want what you have. What you have is more than what I have to give. I bow to it. I'm in, in worship of that. I'm desirous of that, hmm? then that can't be had in Krishna Leela. Krishna is the object of love. Radha is the vessel of love. Hmm? So they said that there has to be a reverse out for that. For Krishna to have to, to realize that, it has to be reversed out. Krishna has to appear in some way that he is in the position of the vessel of love. Hmm? in the position of a devotee. And then from there they went and pointed out, here this verse is speaking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Krishna. It's a very, if you study it, it's a very powerful, powerful case that they're making that much transcends just some academic exercise of, here's a verse, I found it over here, it says, and in Kali Yuga, Krishna will appear as Chaitanya, he'll have a golden form and you know live in, in, in Navadweep. Hmm? It's a much more profound way. It, it demonstrates deep, deep entrance into Krishna Lila. They're plumbing the depths of what is happening there in the height of Krishna Lila. And there they're finding Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the necessity of him. And so that when he appears in the world, they go, that necessity, here it is. And it's coming right after Krishna Lila. So they really did their homework in terms of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's second mandate, hmm, which is... You could say, well, that's his mandate, but these are practical mandates that if you want to understand who's an avatar, there should be scriptural support for that and there should be evidence of godly, you know, opulence. Hmm? We find both in Chaitanya Lila. We don't find, you're not going to find that in Swami Narayan. You're not going to, you might find he's an extraordinary devotee, did wonderful things and so forth, but um, even if he had that kind of mystical, if you will, opulence what that, that compared to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and I haven't studied Swami Narayan, although I've seen the movie about him. It's a beautiful movie. You can see it in the Unimax theaters. 
IMAX, IMAX, what's it called? Mystic India. Mystic India, it's a great, great movie. You've got to see it at the IMAX theater. It's basically about the life of Swami Narayan. Hmm. Um, um, but there they portray him as a, as a sadhu. Hmm. And, and so and you've got this whole sect of Swami Narayans who portray him as a sadhu, others who portray him as God. There's no difference in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Everybody says he's God. Hmm? They're in concert about that. And they have a huge, overwhelming, actually, if you really understand it, overwhelming scriptural support for the, uh, not only the avatar, but the avatari of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Krishna himself, it can't be somebody else, because it's Krishna that wants to experience it, and it's Krishna the one who has those thoughts. has to be Krishna, but he has to be in a reversed position where he, he can be the ashray instead of the vishai, the two ingredients for rasa. Hmm? In Vrindavan, he's the ashray. He's the vishai. So he has to become the ashray. So a parallel lila. Gupta Vrindavan, hidden, concealed. I mean, it's fascinating theological you know, thinking and spiritual insight on their part. So that's the way in which we distinguish somebody calling anybody an avatar and, 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 and how we've gone so far as to say not that he's just an avatar, but he's avatari. The point here is there has to be such a person. That, that's the logic of, Godi, of, of, of the Bhagavatam. There has to be such a person. Hmm? If there's not such a person, then Krishna's not God because he can't fulfill all his ambitions. Hmm? So where is he? <laughs> and then, you find me a better candidate then. Hmm? There is no such other candidate. Nobody's put anybody else forward, even. So it's very powerful, powerful logic. That help? <laughs> All right. Any other question? Yes. Um, every year we go through this, looking through Prabhupada's books for information about Nityananda. And it's not a whole lot, it, it seems like. Um, Prabhupada, like within the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's not a whole lot mentioned about him. It's like you have to go into other books. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering if you might have some idea why that is. Yeah, well, I think that um, if you look, for example, at the Chaitanya Bhagwat and the Chaitanya Charitamrita, you're going to find two different authors in two different sentiments with two different objectives, mm -hmm. both of which uh, have a, a, uh, a joined objective of glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu mm -hmm. at the same time. Uh, Vrindavan Das, author of Chaitanya Bhagavat, and Krishnas Kaviraj. Uh, and Krishnas Kaviraj was a, a devotee of Nityananda Prabhu. That is his Ishtadevata, hmm? his deity. And he is in Sakirasa, one of the Dwarasugopals, I believe. Hmm? And um, he wrote Chaitanya Bhagavat. And there you're going to find considerably more information about Nityananda Prabhu than you find in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Krishna's Kaviraj, by contrast, is in Madhurasa, hmm? and he's writing principally about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he's writing about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
to give vent to the heart of Rupa Goswami. In other words, he's writing about Rupa Goswami's Chaitanya. How Rupa Goswami saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is what Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is giving to the world in Chaitanya Charitamrita. That's very particular. And um, it's thought to be, you know, the, the fullest idea of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Rasaraj, Mahabhav, Nuyekarup, the two coming together. That book reaches its pinnacle in a couple of places. Okay, it has a couple of crescendos. Ramananda Samvad, it comes out. Um, for example, in the fourth chapter of the Adi Lila, also, it comes out, this idea. So, um, uh, they had different objectives. Both had objective of glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but in different ways. In Chaitanya Bhagwat, um, there's added glorification of Nityananda Prabhu, but the glorification of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu centers more on his outreach on the Yuga Avatar aspect of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his dissemination of Krishna consciousness, and much less on his internal reality and so forth. Now, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who explained that his own sentiment was Madhurasa, published the Chaitanya Charitamrita, or Chaitanya, Mah- Chaitanya Bhagwat, with the commentary, hmm? not the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm? And Prabhupada, who expressed the sentiment for Sakiras, he published the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So both of them didn't have internal, we can draw from this, considerations in their publishing the two books, but more external considerations about outreach. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsali Thakur wanted to keep it a little bit low, the the, the the level of the kata um, in introducing Gaudiya Vaishnavism at a time where higher kata about Raslila and inner inner life and so forth of Chaitanya was was out and about and being voiced by people who didn't even have good moral conduct in many places. Hmm? So he wanted to emphasize Chaitanya Bhagwat and the preaching and the outreach of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Yuga Avatar aspect in such a way that by approaching that, one could come more naturally to understand the internal life and be more qualified to understand Chaitanya Charitamrita. Prabhupada, on, on the other hand, was coming to America and he could have th- might have thought he would have took the same strategy, if not more so, given the decadence, if you will, uh, of, of Western uh, society. Um, but he wanted to get the precise teachings at the same time uh, uh, about... Out, and he only had so much time to publish so many books, so he took Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is the real, uh, you get more fully the, the teaching, the siksha of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, the, and what Rupa Goswami understood about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So they both authored uh, different books. So I think that Prabhupada, you know, reasoned about what he had to do and what time he had and, and so forth. And he, it's not that he didn't want to bring out other types of books he did. He asked. His, he, he mentioned that to his disciples, but he only had a limited time. He wanted the Bhagavatam, and that's a huge undertaking. I mean, huge. He only got up into the you know tenth, tenth, uh, tenth canto, what the thirteenth uh, chapter, hmm? which is where he was also very much preoccupied a lot of the time. If you study him, right there in that uh, that Leela. So um, anyway, he. You know, that was a big task. Of course, the Bhagavad Gita, that makes sense. And then if you're going to pick a book about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you give the whole thing. Chaitanya Charitamrita is the book. 
Uh, I think if he had time, he would have done Chaitanya Bhagavad and so on. And of course, Chaitanya Charitamrita does give a full. I mean, Nityananda Prabhu is prominent. There's five Mool verses or Mongol verses about Nityananda Prabhu that are given by Krishnadas, and a whole chapter dedicated to that. And um, I think you get the idea who Nityananda Prabhu is there. You don't hear details about how he married and, you know, and uh, other, you know, jumping in the Ganges and swimming with crocodiles and drink, drinking milk from the teats of the cows directly and those type of things. But you do get the philosophical uh, side, the ontological position of Nityananda Prabhu is very clearly delineated in um, Chaitanya Charitamrita, both with regard to the world and the Vishnus, so, so forth, being his expansions, his being the Sandini Shakti, and also with regard to his being Balaram directly and the, the, the source of the, ego, the serving ego in all, in all uh, devotees. And, you know, Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito, Godadai Pushpabanto Chitro Samdo Tamonudo. This idea. He gives a nice, beautiful explanation of that. So these are my, my thoughts on that. I'm sure there's more to be said. Who can know everything of what Prabhupada thought and why and so forth. But, yes? Watch it then. Don't, <laughs> don't raise your hand like that at times like this unless you've got a question. <laughs> so. Uh, are you still there or no? They are. So, any questions from that side? What they say? No. no. Okay. So we will conclude our discussion there. Nityananda Prabhu Avirbhabahamutsubhiti ki jai Shri Nityananda Trayodasi ki jai Jai Bhakti Badanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai Shri Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj ki jai Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada ki jai Shri Bhakti Vinod Puribar ki jai Gaur Bhakti Vrinda ki jai Madhuban ki jai Dari ki jai Saragraki ki jai Gold, Premanande, oh.